Here's a message from Ken Lavica. One quarterback takes Ivermectin and hasn't performed well in the playoffs in his career. Another is the greatest of all time, yet he's never satisfied. Yet another quarterback has endless weapons but spent last Super Bowl on his back. And then there's a quarterback who's the top seed and nobody saw it coming. Where's the most pressure? Stolen Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. It just feels like... It's all shaping up to a big pressure bubble in the cold this weekend in Green Bay. It just feels that way in the NFL playoffs. Hi, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. It's a Wednesday, and that means with this new two-hour circus that we have, 12 to 2, it means Jeanette Javier. We haven't had her yet because I either haven't been here or people have been sick and in protocols, yet here she is. Jeanette Javier making her her true Wednesday debut on Ken Levick Alive and f- complete with a shot from Evan leading in. Hola! Just like the, old times. Just like old. Nothing has changed, Man, it's really. It's so good. Nothing so has changed. Jeanette here every Wednesday on Ken Levick Alive. Stone LeBanowitz Friday Night Lights running things, making sure everything runs smoothly until 2 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. We're in the Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the still cold, uncomfortably so, Intracoastal. All right, Jeanette. Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan Jeanette still basking in the glow of world championship football of a Super Bowl from a year ago, complete with Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, throwing trophies from one boat to another, and he is still alive. He is still kicking despite a depleted wide receiver core, and I suppose... What, I don't have a lot of experience with this. Being uh, Growing up a Bears fan and mm-hmm. now adopting the Dolphins and following both teams, I don't know what playoff pressure really feels like. I have no idea as a fan what it feels like. I have a lot of experience in the NBA realm growing mm-hmm. up a Bulls fan. We won a lot of championships when I was a kid. Thanks, M. Jeff. What's up? Um, but I, from a football standpoint, I got nothing. I got nothing. And my college team, FAU, when they won, they like, really won like mm-hmm. embarrassed opponents it was never a question of if they were going to win a conference usa championship it was by how much mm-hmm. so now you have tom brady you've adopted him as your own you've brought him into your football bosom and you love him like no other absolutely uh-huh he's your boy guilty uh-huh uh what does playoff pressure feel like after you win a super bowl it is one of the most nervous yet exciting things you so could you're probably ever. Absolutely. Because I just feel like now you're dealing in anything is added bonus. You got what you were looking for. Everything else is added bonus. Yeah, now. but you want to continue, especially since you brought the whole they brought the whole team back from the from the okay. Super Bowl. So they kind of they put it back down on the line. They laid it on the line, and so that's where Buccaneers fan Jeanette feels pressure. Absolutely. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. So there's expectations from Jeanette's standpoint. Tom Brady, we know 
We know that Tom Brady always puts expectations on himself. He's competitive. He yells at people. He throws tablets and breaks them. Why do you always focus on the negative? He is the goat of the sport. There are very positive things to Tom Brady. I'm just saying you could lay off of the tablets. I mean, those things are very expensive. I I would be able and willing to use one for my child instead of having him spike it into the turf. Hey, Tom Brady, please buy Ken Levick and everybody in his family a tablet so so he can just... Hop off. I'd be sort of into that, actually. Tommy, hit me up. Please. So there's pressure. Tom Brady's putting pressure on himself. Jeanette's putting pressure on Tom Brady. But then there's a different type of pressure. There's a, I know I haven't lived up to expectation. Like Tom Brady, seven rings. He's exceeded any expectation with one Super Bowl, mm. let alone the six others that he's won and the countless others where he has been in the Super Bowl and he has had an opportunity to win a championship but has fallen short. What if I were to tell you that there is a guy who has put up the best numbers in the sport over and over and over and over again? He arguably has the best pure quarterback mechanics and the best pure talent of any quarterback that we've ever seen in NFL history. Yet he's only been to two Super Bowls, and he's only won one, and it's been a decade since he's been to a Super Bowl. And he plays a home playoff game this weekend against a team that's inherently a bad matchup against his because that team in the San Francisco 49ers can run the ball into your groin over and over (laughs) and over and over again. Ouch. Yeah, that hurts. It's ouchie, ouchie in the, the cold nether regions. And that man I'm speaking of is Aaron Rodgers. If you want to talk pressure, and it depends how you define pressure. Uh To me, like jumping on the air every day, having fun with you guys, that's not pressure. Mm -hmm. That's fun. But there is an inherent pressure to put together a good show, produce content to where businesses say, hey, you know what? I'd like to latch onto that. I'd Mm -hmm. like to spend money. I'd like to pay salaries. I'd like to keep ESPN West Palm up and running. There's an inherent pressure in that, but it's not overwhelming because we're confident in what we're doing Mm -hmm. and... Aaron Rodgers is confident in what he's doing, except that he's been arguably the best in the sport or one of the best in the sport every single season, yet it's been a decade since he's been in that one game that really defines legacies. Mm -hmm. And so after the season he's had, yeah, I'm immunized. What does that mean? I'm immunized. What does that mean? Uh Uh-oh, I'm in protocols. And then, hey, don't worry, Dr. Joe Rogan's taking care of me. Don't worry, I'm, uh, I, I'm taking horse dormer, because Dr. Joe Rogan told me to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I lied to everybody, and I put people's health at risk, but still love me, love me. Pat McAfee, have me on the show, love me. All the while, <laughs> I'm putting together back-to-back MVP seasons, though I'm the most divisive character in the sport. And now here we are, I got the top seed in the NFL but I've got a rough matchup coming to Lambeau even before we get to an NFC championship game. That feels like pressure, right, Jeanette? Yes, absolutely. Like That's a lot of pressure for a guy that has a lot of pride, for a guy that was very vocal through conduits that he didn't really want to be in Green Bay mm-hmm. anymore in the offseason, and he brought attention to himself, and he stole all of the glean from the NFL draft saying, Oh, I want to go to San Francisco. This is the team, by the way. Yep. That he wanted to go to. Yep. Reportedly. Yep. So there's a lot of pressure on this guy. In a place that, and I've lived in Wisconsin, and I covered the Packers for an entire year. 
And let me tell you, there is nothing quite like the 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 zombie following that the Packers have. Because it's not just a city. It's not just Green Bay. It's not just Milwaukee. It's not just Madison. It's that whole damn state that loves it. Wisconsin. And some other parts of the Midwest, too, that are right next to Wisconsin, so I've heard, that kind of just <clears throat> latch on to Yeah, them. there's some... there's uh, some, some like Ohio, oh, I heard there's a little bit of Ohio up in there, if my geography's correct. No, your geography's not correct at all. Ohio's oh, not really mind. near It's not Wisconsin. really next to Wisconsin? Uh, Illinois, Minnesota. Illinois, maybe Illinois is what I'm thinking the upper, about. The upper peninsula of Michigan. Illinois is what I'm talking I'm not good with no. the Midwest. <laughs> I've never By really the way, been there. how Michigan was able to gain the Upper Peninsula and not allow Wisconsin to have it? That's one of the great questions in American history. It's attached to Wisconsin, yeah. yet it belongs to Michigan. What, it's, what's, what was happening there, Wisconsin? Yet anyways, yes, but that whole area. <laughs> well, actually, we'll get an answer to that by the end of the show, how the Upper Peninsula of Michigan ended up in Michigan I and not Wisconsin. I ask myself that every day, yeah. Ken, I wake up, I'm every like, day. How did that happen, Wisconsin? Why are you so soft? Midwest! Ah! Yeah, exactly. I, I Midwest questions abound. But this is pressure because the Packers fans, they are demanding. And there's tradition. And... This is Aaron Rodgers. This is a first ballot Hall of Famer. This is an all-time great. And you just wonder how many times he thinks about the playoff failures. Now, let me ask you, Janelle, when you screw up at work or in your personal life, mm-hmm. how long on average does it take you to get over it? Depends with what it, I, I think more about work. Okay. Like when I mess up here. So let's think studio. of the let's think of the yeah the equivalent the radio equivalent of Aaron Rodgers not getting to a Super Bowl despite and he's going to win the MVP again this year unless you're Hubarkish um uh, he's going to win another MVP this year yet you come short of the Super Bowl again that'd be the equivalent of like someone swearing repeatedly over the air and you not dumping it Absolutely. how long how long would that stick with you that would stick with me probably for a good month. Yeah. Because I'm assuming I would be suspended <laughs> there'd immediately. Be sus- yeah, there'd be a suspension So process. there's like yeah. at least two weeks where I'm just going to sit at my house and do nothing but dwell yeah. on it. Yeah. And then I'm going to be super paranoid because it was a huge mistake. Yeah. So it's something I'm going to be, it's going to be lingering at least for a month. Think about it. For a decade, Aaron Rodgers has come short of the Super Bowl and has had not just one month to think about it, but two, three, four months to think about it before a next season comes. And that's the height of your career. That's in, but in your career. That's what defines the Super Bowl. you. Exactly. Like you'll be able to overcome the mistake you made Absolutely. by putting together good content because you're funny and you're entertaining and we'll move on. Nobody will remember that. But people like us, dopes like us who do talk on the radio about sports, we focus on that failure from Aaron Rodgers. And you're constantly reminded when you, yeah. as you're a quarterback of that team. Exactly. You're the most important position, most important player mm-hmm. on the best team mm-hmm. this time around. That's pressure. That's how you define pressure. It's not just me noticing this, or Jeanette noticing this, or Stone noticing this. Rob Ninkovich was on Get Up this morning, and I thought Rob Ninkovich uh, brought to the forefront something that we really, truly don't think about because we say, oh, athletes, they have a short memory. No problem. He thinks Aaron Rodgers absolutely still thinks about falling short in the postseason, and that looms large going into this weekend. Usually you don't talk about that, and it's kind of you keep it close to your chest. And, and I can think back to losing an AFC championship game. And the second that you lose um, in a big game, especially in the playoffs, 
you think about the whole season and all the risk that you had to take to get to that point and how much more work you have to do to get back to that same spot. You got to go through all the OTAs, all the offseason. You got to go through training camp, 17 games now, and you have to stay healthy, which is not easy to do. We see guys every single year. They're not, they're not playing at the end. So, you know, I, I think that when he talks about the mortality side of things, he's also looking at, at the end of my career, they're going to look at one championship ring. And you look at Tom Brady, he's got seven championship rings. So I think he's definitely aware of the fact that in the playoffs, he has come short. It's been 12 years since he's been in a Super Bowl. And, and I think really that's probably bothering him a little bit. That's a good point by Rob Ninkovich, too. Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old. Not everybody can put together the Tom Brady clean eating routine and play Mm-mm. until they're 50, right? Mm-mm. Avocado tequila, that alone. I mean, that's just... Repulsive? That's just heinous. It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> I'm a big tequila guy. When avocado gets involved in the mix, eh-eh. Defeats the whole happen. purpose. It absolutely defeats the whole purpose. But it's a superfood. I don't care. I want to get drunk. Acai, uh, my tequila next. Get <laughs> yeah, out of here. Uh, get out of here. I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll eat that like Wednesday morning when it's not. you're not allowed to drink tequila, I think. 38 years Oops. old, Aaron Rodgers. So this is, he could very well call it quits after this season. He could retire. Like Stone, would you be surprised if Aaron Rodgers retired? 1,000%. You would be surprised. One thousand percent. I mean, this. I feel like this is what he wants us to think. He wants us to play along with him. We'll see him in a a, a cool uniform sooner. Or later. D- uh, would you be surprised if he said farewell to Green Bay after the season? Then? Not surprised. Okay, at all. so this might be his last chance. Stone thinks it might be his last chance in a Packers uniform, where he will go to the Hall of Fame with that that uh, green and white G. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he might step away at some point. This is a guy tonight who doesn't like to be criticized. He puts himself out there to be criticized. You can tell he wants people to like him. You can tell when he starts busting out terms like cancel culture on the Pat McAfee show. Mm -hmm. He clearly is bothered by the criticism he gets. I could see him stepping away from this entire thing. No, I see him with the Packers as well. I agree with Stone that he might stick stick with the Packers. The, the Packers. Well, he, Stone thinks he's going to leave the Packers. He's staying in the oh, NFL. Oh, sorry. No, no. Okay, so uh, sorry. So you I think he might stay it. with the Packers? No. Okay. I think he might stay with the NFL. I completely okay. retract what I said. He might stay with the NFL, uh-huh. but leave the Packers. Okay. She completely he's retracts. A, that was very official, by the way. I do what completely I can sometimes. Retract. Yeah. But no, because he's obviously very frustrated with the organization. The offseason clearly proved that. And I think he wants to go somewhere else. But he re- he's very also self-aware. So you recognize... Totally. He recognizes he still has all the talent to take a team somewhere yeah. further. Well, let's look at the possibilities, okay? Let's just strictly look at the possibilities when we're talking where the most pressure is in this NFL playoff weekend. We're out of Super Wild Card weekend, and we're into, I don't know, um, uh, demonish divisional round. I have no idea what they're actually going to call it. Divisional round, so lame coming off of Super Wild Card weekend. Um, you but- could add some swag to it. Divisional round, round, round. <laughs> or you could just repeat round over and over again <laughs> in an yeah, echo. Yes, it's very echo. dramatic. Well done. That was much better than demonic divisional round. <laughs> uh, but the possibilities are Aaron Rodgers at 38 years old, top seed in the NFC, the favorites now to win the Super Bowl, according to Las Vegas. He has the 49ers. That's a nemesis. That's a team that he reportedly wanted to go to. He is 38 years old. After a, a, a controversy-filled season, he is going to win back-to-back MVPs. All of these, th- he hasn't been to the Super Bowl in 12 years. He has one Super Bowl win compared to Tom Brady's seven. Mm. All of those things combine for pressure. 
Mm. Aaron Rodgers can say all he wants, hey, it's just another game. But it's not. It's not. And Aaron Rodgers spoke about it yesterday with media in Green Bay. He was asked, how does he deal with pressure? And he tried, Jeanette, listen closely. He tried, he tried so hard to make it seem as if, hey, I'm just cool, calm, collected, California Aaron Rodgers. I think football mortality is something that we all think about. And we all think about how many opportunities we're going to be afforded moving forward. And each one is special. Each season is different and, and unique in its own way, as has this one been. There's four teams left on the NFC side. We're one of them. We get to host playoff games. Uh, this is a special opportunity. Uh, we're not going to make it bigger than it uh, than it is. We've gotten this far being level-headed and even-keeled and not riding a roller coaster of emotions, and we're going to keep on doing the same thing. So if it was good enough to get us this far, it's good enough to get us past this point. So I'm excited about our opportunity, excited about the leadership we have on the football team, excited about the guys coming back, and excited to have a full full crowd uh, this year as opposed to uh, opposed to last year. So where he's going with that too he's doing the good leader thing calm Mm -hmm. collected even keeled but then at the end there's the excuse oh we didn't win last year against tampa because we didn't have a full lambeau field you can tell you can tell that's how you know he's thinking back that's how you know that he's fixated on what happened last season in the nfc championship game oh i'm looking forward to having a full field this time at lambeau it still sticks with him because he's human. Because he knows when he's talking about football mortality that this might be the last time he's in a position like this. I'm telling you, that's pressure. The ghost of the game is still there in his head. Yes. Lingering, just yes. walking around him as he's trying to decide yeah. how to approach the And it's question. not just last year. He's got like 10 or 11 ghosts swirling yes. around <laughs> him right now. I mean, this is a guy who's thrown a Hail Mary in a playoff game to send it overtime and then promptly lost after four plays in Arizona. This is a guy who has done the impossible. He's lost at home several times in games where the Packers were favorites and couldn't get the job done. So this is pressure. But let's not forget, you have Tom Brady, who you can bet's putting pressure on himself. Of course. Because everybody's expecting, finally, for the other shoe to drop and him to get old. Everybody's looking for an excuse to say, up oh, there we go, now Tom's washed. And he knows it. Mm-hmm. That's pressure. And he puts it on himself. There's Patrick Mahomes, who last year we thought they were going to roll in the Super Bowl. We didn't like the matchup that Tampa had with Kansas City. And then Tampa Bay promptly deposited Patrick Mahomes on his back about 14,000 yep. times. Yep. In that game. Yep. He's got the best weapons of anybody in the NFL remaining in the playoffs. And then there's Tennessee, where they have the top seed inexplicably <laughs> in the AFC. They have that one next to their name. That's big time pressure. There's still teams remaining, still teams alive. I think Aaron Rodgers has the most pressure. But where is the most pressure living right now? Where is the pressure taking up residence? They're paying rent right now in what city remaining in the NFL playoffs what quarterback team combo has the most pressure remaining in the NFL playoffs 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 and you can tweet at us at always at ESPN West Palm again 888-760-3776 where does the most pressure reside right now in the NFL playoffs as Jeanette 
has named it the divisional round, 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 round. Round. You have to you have to slowly whisper as you keep. Oh, saying you have to right. divisional round, 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 round. There you go. Isn't that better? There you go. Okay, it brings Thank you. a little bit. It's actually kind of spooky. Who has the most <laughs> pressure in the NFL playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's quickly get to the phones. We're going to kick things off in Wellington with Mike. Mike, you're on Kellevick Alive. Hey, Mike. Hey, Ken, thanks for taking my call, guys. I think uh, I think the Bucks got a lot of pressure on them right now. And I think that they're really trying to, not that just because I'm a Bucks fan, but I think they would really like to go back-to-back to show everyone that they didn't win just because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, we had the healthiest team in the league. I think a lot of pressure is there because of that COVID win last year. And... I think that they're really trying to make a statement, and uh, we got a lot of pressure this week. The Rams—they're—they're they're strong. They got a good—they um, got a good front defensive line there, especially with uh, Sam Donald. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on our offensive line having to come back healthy. Hopefully, Jensen and Worfs are back, as uh, we're really going to need them. But um, I really want to win this Super Bowl. I'm sure they do too. Just to put all that aside, saying we only want it because of those weird COVID situations and no crowds and. That's just my take, guys. Love the show. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you, Mike. You know, and I, I, I get that. As as a Heat fan, it drives me crazy when uh, guys like Giannis and Tenacupo to the Athletic talk about how, oh, the Heat were built to be a bubble team, but if it was a regular year, things would have been different. What does that even mean? I know. And that's that, that, that thought that the pandemic year invalidates an accomplishment, an achievement, it's annoying. But it's prevalent. And I actually, I agree with Mike. There is a semblance of pressure there, I think, because the Bucks did it in a pandemic year. And then you have some that are going to say, and they, they, they got to play in their home stadium. That invalidates the Super Bowl. One, they earned it. Well, that was the first thing I was going to yeah. say. But two, I think going through a season where there was no true road disadvantage, no true road disadvantage, and everybody really was on an even playing field. It's the same story with the Heat in the bubble. That made it more difficult. If anything, it's a greater accomplishment to have won a championship in a pandemic year. All I can do is roll my eyes to like the back of my... It just sounds like an excuse. For Giannis <laughs> to pull is. that out, it sounds like it the biggest it is an excuse. excuse. Sorry, and, you sound like a sore loser. And dude. anybody who breaks that out against the Buccaneers is just like Giannis. It's an excuse. It's, mm-hmm. it's sour grapes. It's petty, and it's wrong. But Mike also brought up the Rams. Like, the Rams have gone all in. Like, Stone, the Rams have gone all in. You go get Stafford. You poach him on a vacation trip to Mexico <laughs> <laughs> where, where Sean McVay magically <laughs> ran into him in Baja, California. All right? You, you, you force the trade. He comes to L.A. You go get OBJ. OBJ's father is the executive of the year for, yeah. for the video he made about Baker Mayfield yeah. forcing him to Los Angeles. You have gone all in. If it doesn't happen this year for the Rams, it's probably not happening. This is the window right here. That's pressure, too. Pressure lives big time in L.A. with a chance to, like the Bucks last year, play on your home field for a championship. You said it. I mean, the window is open. And I, I think it's weird how he mentioned that Last weekend was a legacy game for him, but we're not going to talk about this weekend. This weekend, he finally got the win for the first time in right. his career. He finally got a win. Congratulations. Now you got the big bad Tom Brady. This mm-hmm. is a legacy game. More so than last week. More he, so he got than over the hump week. once, and now like, there, because again, yeah, it, it's late in his career, too. And he just got the first playoff win. You're allowed to lose an NFC Championship game to Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. But if yeah. you get there, 
golf clap. I right. mean, we'll give you that. But right. you got to get there. But you get there, you get the free pass, yeah. in my opinion. And the Rams, the Rams definitely, they don't have the, the biggest window. We're not talking bay windows here. Bay windows are very beautiful, by the way. Bay windows? Bay windows, yes. What are those? Large. This is a b- They're big. That's why I said not exactly a bay window. Oh, I was gonna. I say. thought maybe you would be. I don't know. I didn't know why I thought that was probably sexist of me. I thought you would be. You would know about like interior design and windows. No, I that do was not. A, that was a big, wow. huge whiff on my part. Where does the okay, NFL? Okay, bougie man, you bougie sexist man. <laughs> oh man, where does the <laughs> bougie sexist man? That? That's me, Ken Levicka. <laughs> Hello. Where does the most NFL pressure live right now in the postseason? Is it Tampa with Brady? Because they've had their, uh, their, their pandemic championship invalidated. Is it where I think Aaron Rodgers, because it's been a decade of not going to the big game, it's been a decade of falling short of expectation. Is it Los Angeles where Matt Stafford has a bigger legacy game? I agree with Stone on that. A bigger legacy game than he did last week. Uh, or Tennessee where they're the one seed. That's right. The road to the Super Bowl in the AFC goes through Nashville. What about Mahomes with all those weapons? The dynasty, that's on the line here. Where does the most pressure live in the NFL playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. We'll get to social media on the other side of this break, and we'll take your calls as well. But I want to remind you that the uh, Ken LaVica Live is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Here's the thing about Dr. Jim Reardon and that program. They don't feel any pressure. Want to know why? Because they know they're the best. They know that if you get a degree, you get your MBA in sport management. With the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, you're going to get a job in sports. You're on the right track. You're on the path. Because that's the red carpet. That's how you get a job in sports. Why are they so confident that an MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic is your path to the sports industry? Because Dr. Jim Reardon brings in professors that are in the sports industry. You're learning firsthand modern-day knowledge. This isn't abacus stuff from the 70s. Uh-uh. These are firsthand experiences from people currently in the business. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Sign up now for summer semester courses and fall semester courses. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Let's fill them up here. Most pressure in the NFL playoffs. Where does it live? Quarterback team combo. Where is the most pressure right now with the teams remaining in the NFL playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. She's Jeanette Javier. Don't ask her about interior design. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Hi. Brought to you by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. I am Ken LaVica, Jeanette Javier, her typical Wednesday spot. She's going to grace us with her presence tomorrow here on Ken LaVica Live as well. Friday Night Lights, Stone Labanowitz. Bay Windows, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and I said that, that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is, or the, no, the Rams. The Rams were the analogy. Yes. The Rams window is closing, and it's not exactly a Bay Window. So I just want to revisit that for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. One... I don't know where that came from and why I referenced Bay Windows, though I just knew they were big 
for some reason. Okay. They're big bay windows. Jeanette had no idea what I was talking about. Friday Night Lights, who I do appreciate, is going with the thigh season uh, five-inch inseams uh, with the shorts today. Appreciate you. There's no way in hell he knew anything about bay windows, okay? But Jeanette, during the break, you did some research. And where are you most predominantly going to find bay windows in a home? And right, rich white people houses. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, first, rich white people houses, yes. But also in like a breakfast nook. A breakfast right? nook. Or like yes. a sunroom. Yes. Right? Okay. So, some, so again, I have no like- idea where that came from. I've never owned a home with a bay window. I don't know if I've ever actually seen a bay window, but I do know they're big. And the Rams window, not a bay window. No, I've only seen these type of windows in like Home Alone, that Home Alone house or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, a, that, that house definitely has a bay window. Yeah, it absolutely does. The north suburbs of Chicago do not mess around when it comes to money <laughs> and rich white people. Ken Levick alive with Jeanette Javier here on ESPN 106.3. Where is the most pressure in the NFL playoffs? We've been talking predominantly quarterback and team combos. For me, I think it's Aaron Rodgers because it's been... 12 years, as Rob Ninkovich put it, we heard from him, uh, his appearance on Get Up. Uh, we heard from him in the first uh, couple of minutes of the show. Uh, it's been 12 years since he's been to a Super Bowl. He's only got the one Super Bowl. He lost in his second appearance. And now he's 38 years old, and he has had one hell of a season, both on the field, success-wise, and then off the field from a controversial standpoint. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's going to be a lot of people looking for him to fail. One, because... He has a reputation, which I think is unfair, but he has it. But two, because people are openly going to be rooting against him because of what he stood for or hasn't stood for during the season as well when it comes to vaccinations and being misleading and then acting like a victim with the entire thing. So there's a lot of pressure coming from all directions for a variety of reasons with Aaron Rodgers. I think that's why there's more so than... Tom Brady, who's got the seven rings. I think for him, and I know you disagree because you're a Bucks fan, but Tom Brady, anything for him is like added value. He, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but again, Bucks fans, I get why it's annoying to hear that, oh, it's pandemic year. That's why you want a championship. It sounds like an excuse, and it's absolutely not. They worked hard for it. They had, they, none of their playoff games were at home. Mm-hmm. Compared to this season. So, if anything, last season might have a little more value than yeah. this season. Yeah. So, it's I don't agree with that at all. We've talked about the Rams. We've talked about the Chiefs. We haven't even mentioned the Bills yet. The Bills are coming off of a perfect game. Mm-hmm. With touchdowns on every single possession against seven. the vaunted Patriots. Seven drives, seven touchdowns. Yep. And then there's... Josh Allen, who now, he's, he's, he's sort of the, uh, the apple of everybody's quarterback eye. We love him. He's a freak. Which is he's really weird. Big old corn-fed quarterback freak. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't apparently like playing in the cold, but he disproved that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but he practiced indoors. The bills are soft. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. Like, there's pressure there. Because I think that there's this, we want the bills to win because it's fun and they're cute and we throw ourselves through tables. I, I I definitely think that there's It's this a weekend. Just a normal weekend plan. You know, that's what you do in Buffalo when it's snowy. <laughs> exactly. Where is the most pressure in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. To beautiful Boynton Beach. That's where Eddie is. What's going on, Eddie? Hey, how you doing, Ken? Good, buddy. Hey, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit, so in my Florida Evans... Uh, a voice, damn, damn, damn. It has to be the Rams, man. Yeah. It has to be the Rams. Yeah. They, they mortgaged two first-round picks. 
to get Matthew Stafford, who had done nothing really in Detroit. You got people quitting before their primes over there, and you know he has never won a, a playoff game, so he got a little monkey off his back. But the Rams, like as you had, you know, mentioned earlier, they uh, their their window is kind of closing a little bit, and they say, you know what, F it, we're going to go and get our number one quarterback. We're going to give up two round picks, and we're going to go for it this year. If they don't make it this year, I mean, two years ago they went to the Super Bowl with Jared Effing Golf. <laughs> There's no use now. Uh huh. Are that, you kidding me? That actually this is. Just, I mean, that's his parental given middle name, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Eddie, you agree with Friday Night Lights? And, and listen, I I I see exactly the point you're making because again, more so, Aaron Rodgers has a window because he's old. The Rams have a window because of how they built this team. And Matt yeah. Stafford, Matt Stafford's awesome. not young. Matt Stafford's not young by right. any stretch. It seems like it's got to happen this year or it's not happening at all. Absolutely. And you also go with the quarterback that has the least amount of, ex- uh, of excuses. Aaron Rodgers doesn't make it this year. Oh, I had a lot of turmoil all year. Yeah. I've been blasting the media. Tom Brady, he's got 27,000 uh, rings already. <laughs> Mahomes won it the year prior. You know, this sure. is the guy. This sure. is the guy. It has to be Stafford, man. Yeah, you're right. In Stafford excuse, and appreciate the call, Stafford's excuse would just be, ah, I threw the ball to the other team too much. I mean, he has <laughs> Oops. He, uh, whoopsies. He has the, the, the least amount of, of fallback excuses because this was his salvation. Leaving Detroit mm-hmm. to go to Los Angeles, this was going to be his football utopia. This is where he stepped to the doors and they said, come in, sit by the fire. Let me make you a meal. This was supposed to be where he... Where, here's my bay window. <laughs> yeah, here's my bay window. Sit and have breakfast in the nook. <laughs> exactly. That is where that is where uh, uh, Matt Stafford was supposed to have his success. 888-760-3776. Where is the most NFL playoff pressure right now? Our man Skyler is in Texas. What's going on, Skyler? Hey y'all, I uh, I'm gonna say it's not on Aaron Rodgers just based on the fact that that team, the Packers, are getting healthier than anyone else. Yeah. Um, coming to this point in the season. So you think where well, I see the an, most pressure from an outsider? Sorry, Scott, I'll let you get to that that second point. From an outsider's perspective, uh, we're gonna put pressure on them because they're getting healthier. But in that locker room, you're saying there's an inherent confidence now because they are getting more healthy than any other team. Absolutely, and that's what you would want your locker room to yep, feel. Absolutely. Um, but then with the next point, we've got an, basically an AFC championship matchup with the Chiefs and Bills. Mm-hmm. And you talked about it a little bit, but the Chiefs are looking to reestablish themselves as that dominant AFC team, and the Bills need this signature playoff win, So especially coming off of that perfect uh, offensive game last week. Yeah, the pressure's on after that because the Bills' offense is good, the Dable offense is good, but once you do that, how can you come up with an encore? That's the thing. As you said, Jeanette, seven possessions, seven touchdowns against mighty Belichick and his son. How do you follow up? How do you follow up with that? Because anything, anything short of mowing down the Chiefs' defense, which is difficult to do, vastly improved from a year ago, we're going to say, uh-oh, the Bills are flawed. It's tough to follow that up. It's I, uh, what Stone said earlier. It's the legacy right there. That's, yep. This is going to be his legacy right here. And especially because this is a season stone where the Chiefs, they started out, it wasn't just average. There were bad moments with the Chiefs. Then they found their 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 ilk again, and they're able to, they've, they've sort of toned it down from an explosive play standpoint, but they've become more consistent. This is the test to see if that actually works 
for a championship now. I like it better that way. I like starting off slow. I mean, Brady won a Super Bowl last year starting off slow. you got to figure it out. But I think last weekend we saw flashes of what they were capable of doing. Mind you, they come out and put Patrick Mahomes in the backfield and run a triple option zone read, play with Travis Kelsey, and he throws a slant for a touchdown. So I think we're starting to see their swagger come out at the right time. I think they know what they're doing. They've all been here. I think they click. I think this is tough for Josh Allen, but I think the Chiefs are gaining steam. And they that's are. Not what anybody wants. That's what's tricky for the Bills because I think America is backing the Bills now. Even last week, Dolphins fans, I want to see the Bills beat up on the Patriots. That was a thing. I think America wants the Bills because the Bills are cute and cuddly and you like Stephon Diggs and you like Josh Allen and you like Motor Singletary. I really like Motor Singletary. Mm-hmm. Go FAU. Go I think America wants the Bills. To win. This is a very unscientific claim that I'm making, but it feels like America wants the Bills to win. Yeah, because your example of the Patriots versus the Dolphins is not necessarily the best example. I feel like the Dolphins root against the Patriots in every yeah, scenario. Yeah. AFC East <laughs> is generally going to be the Patriots versus everybody else. Yes. Uh, where is the most pressure in the NFL playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Damon is in Delray. Hey, Damon. What's up, Ken? Congrats again, my man. Thanks, brother. Congrats on everything. Yeah, I always. Uh, Two-part. First of all, you, you're right. Rodgers, there's another part of that that I think is pressure on him. He's got one Super Bowl win, yeah. okay? And he's already being talked about as one of the greatest. I mean, that, that, that SOB, Tom Brady, is going, I mean, he is absolutely hands down the greatest. As a Dolphin fan, it hurts, but it's true. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. He's one brings with how many different teams without Hall of Famers around him. But Aaron Rodgers, if he gets another Super Bowl, he's in that conversation of, you know, people, some people will think he is one of, if not the best quarterback ever, having more than just one ring. Um, another bit of pressure, though, on Mahomes. I mean, you had Mike Greenberg referring to Mahomes as Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes, okay? He's, he's, you, we both know he's pulled back some. He wins another title. He's back up there as, you know, yeah, future Hall no of Famer and, you know, that kind of hype. Sure. You know, so anyway, thanks for taking the call, man. Congrats as normal. Damon, you're the best. Appreciate you. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. This would just solidify it if he's able to get to a Super Bowl. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, we know he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but for him, how he's remembered legacy, and this is most players, but especially him, because he's inherently sensitive, I think. You think? (laughs) This is a massive thing for him. Mm -hmm. This is a massive thing for him. We know he has insecurities. Mm -hmm. You would have insecurities, too, if you, you, you followed Brett Favre. And it took a while for your fan base to actually warm up to you. But Aaron Rodgers, again, is someone who wants to be liked. He wants to be liked. He wants to be respected. Some players don't care. Tom Brady wants to be liked, but I also think Tom Brady has an inherent ability to just, you know, walk through crap and he'll be fine on the other side because Giselle's there waiting for him. He's also a leader. He's a great leader. Yeah. And I don't, I think Aaron Rodgers is a great leader, but in a, in a more insecure way, <laughs> yes. if, that may, if that makes sense. He doesn't take the outside noise nearly as well as Tom Brady did. Maybe that was the Patriots' insulation that he learned. No, but, Rodgers is always looking for an excuse or some yeah. finger to point. Yeah, and I, I think it's easy, though, because he's been in the same era as Brady, for us to try and cut down Aaron Rodgers for not doing something that's extremely difficult, which is get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But when you start to get over a decade of not getting to the Super Bowl, it's hard 
to defend the greatness of Aaron Rodgers because we haven't seen it on the biggest stage in so long. We know it's there, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen it on the biggest stage. And we're a very myopic society. We're a very, hey, unless we see you do it here, then we can't appreciate what you've done all the other times that you've taken the field. That's our fault as a society, but the way we gauge things as sports fans, that's sort of how we do it. And that's where Aaron Rodgers has fallen woefully short and he needs a chance to redeem himself. Especially with him and his personality, he makes such a big deal out of everything. It's hard not just to ignore what his off-the-field stuff yeah. does or anything to his personality. He's his own worst enemy sometimes. Absolutely. With the things he says, the way he reacts, the way he feels about things, for sure. He's, he's not, <laughs> his crime is not being robotic. No. Like Tom Brady was in New England. No, 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 no. But also, he does some questionable things. And he says some questions. Yeah, and his things. judgment isn't isn't great. That's why I think there's pr- so much pressure on Aaron Rodgers. One, because it's been a while. And two, because there are an appreciable number of football fans and casual fans that are rooting against Aaron Rodgers in this postseason. And he's at home as the one seed against a team that the Packers don't match up well against particularly. So this is pressure-packed for me. Where is the biggest NFL pressure in the NFL playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Get to your social media posts uh, when we uh, come back here on the other side. But let me tell you about a non-pressure freeway to get through South Florida. Jeanette can attest to it. It's taking the train, mm. the big yellow train, the bright line, which is back and better than ever. It's like a resort on the tracks. I'm not even joking. Ken, what are you talking about? What a dopey thing to say. No, 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 no. You can show up to one of the stations, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, grab a drink if you have the premium plan. You get on the train, premium rider, kick your feet up. They will serve you drinks and snacks on the bright line. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights did it over the weekend, and I thought he was going to move in on the train. Like it wasn't actually going to go home. You were just going to live on the train. I spent so. like 20 minutes taking selfies. Like I was like, <laughs> you were. Showing everybody. Yeah. Mom, you were. Mom, dad, I'm yeah. never driving again. Some people go to resorts and take selfies and throw it up on the Instagram feed. He was on the train. He was on the Bright Line doing the same exact thing. Bright Line back and better than ever. New restaurant, station upgrades, new Bright Line Plus service gets you to and from the stations. You go car free, care free, pressure free in South Florida. It's easier than ever. The trains run, like I said, between Miami, West Palm, and Fort Lauderdale, especially if you're going to a heat game that drops you off steps from the ftx arena i mean you're right there you see it when you get off the train that's what i do i do the all-inclusive package down to the miami heat games you don't have to worry about parking you get to enjoy yourself and the company beforehand it's literally perfect i'd almost say if you're going to a heat game and you don't take bright line you're kind of dopey right now groups of four more can save 25 percent on smart fares just enter the code all aboard on the brightline app or on gobrightline.com get your discount whether you're riding with family friends or colleagues plus kids under the age of 12 get to ride the brightline for free with the purchase of an adult ticket download the brightline app or visit gobrightline.com enjoy the brightline it's back and better than ever in 2022 Jeanette stop making me late we're late for a break we got to get to break Jeanette Javier with me on this Wednesday I'm Ken Levick I'm live on ESPN 106.3 from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Presenting sponsor at Ken LaVica Live, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. What about the Bengals? We've been talking pressure. We haven't even thought about the Bengals. I feel like they've already won their Super Bowl, right? 
<laughs> they got their first playoff win since 91. Everybody loves Joe Burrow. Everybody loves Jamar Chase. Zach Taylor's giving out game balls in Cincinnati bars after the game. My first thought, this is such a sign of the times, Jeanette, is... Here we go. COVID protocols. <laughs> as soon as he's showing up in the Cincinnati bars after the game, handing out game balls to fans, I'm like, oh, man, he's not going to be available for the Bengals Did over the weekend. Did you disinfect this? I know. It's so lame. Where's the Lysol wipe on this? I know. This? It's so annoying. But I feel like now that it's, well, Thursday or Wednesday, today's Wednesday, they're all good. Haven't heard of any COVID protocols. The Bengals survived that. Excellent. They have the Titans this weekend. But I don't think the Bengals have any pressure. They've done what they set out to do. Young quarterback, won a playoff game. They did it in thrilling fashion. If they lose, will Cincinnati be sad? Sure. Is it demoralizing? Absolutely not. They've, They've won their Super Bowl this year. This was the first playoff game that they've won in 31 years. Yeah, there's no pressure there. So they've over, over-exceeded expectations, yeah. in my opinion. Everybody yeah. in Cincinnati is already happy they could move on. By the way, FAU's Trey Hendrickson, what's up? Leading that Bengals defense. There's a lot of good FAU How right now. exciting is that? When awesome. I was watching Devin Singletary... Uh-huh. And she knows him by Devin. Just so you know, Jeanette knows him by Devin. (laughs) This isn't a Singletary. This is a first-name, non-nickname basis for Jeanette. Devin. Anyway, so just watching FAU and how that program and organization has grown, where we're seeing their players, alums, have big-time moments in NFL playoff games, I was ecstatic about it. It's awesome. To see Trey Hendrickson just abusing quarterbacks all season, after making his money, he hasn't disappeared. In fact, he's led in Cincinnati. He's been... He's just uh, gotten better. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. He's just Not just better. on that team, but in the league. And then Motor Singletary, who's had... Uh, Devin. I mean, Devin, thank you. Just a rejuvenated season. It seemed like he was on that running back track where, all right, you are useful, and now we're going to release you. But this year, they found new ways to utilize him. He's a legitimate pass-catching threat out of the backfield now. He's, he's able to find room now in the running game. Uh, he's been excellent since about October on. Motor Singletary's the guy. Like they, he's restored himself. Buffalo wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Devin Singletary, which is a lot for a running back. Harrison Bryant, multiple touchdowns. Harrison Bryant, as well. the Browns. Yeah, I mean they're terrible, but he was a bright spot in the last <laughs> month of the season. Um, by the way, I don't know what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield, but when I see Jarvis Landry tweeting about uh, OBJ being able to throw the football and tweeting positive things about OBJ since he got to the Rams. It definitely seems like in that dynamic, that power struggle, there was a lot of pro OBJ in that locker room as opposed to pro Baker. I don't think Baker Mayfield has a ton of friends in that Browns locker room right now. And it might be because he's just sort of petulant. He's very childish. And he attacks anybody. He's like Aaron Rodgers. He's sensitive. For a guy with so much swag who wants to conduct himself on the sideline like he's a badass, he sure does not like outside criticism. And I wouldn't say Baker Mayfield has a lot of swag. I never would look at him and say, yeah, that guy's cool. He tries. Okay. He tries to have a lot of swag. And I think that's that kind of fake swag is not really leading. Yeah his players in the right direction well, clearly not clearly not at least this season don't uh, be fake don't fake swag people he is kind people of fake. don't like it now stone i think you're a big baker guy i think stone stone not with the the negative attributes but stone reminds me a little bit of baker mayfield kind of undersized As he points at me did you see that undersized quarterback I'm about, to, I'm about to come after that let's go so 
Baker Mayfield. Defend Baker Mayfield, Stone. I mean, his swag is not fake. I, I mean, well, all that he's done through college and everywhere he's been, I mean, I think he's backed it up for the most part. It gets sloppy at times. But, the, I mean, the way he walks and talks and the way he plays his game and his toughness. I mean, he played an entire season. Not an entire season. A half a season with, what, a separated shoulder or or somewhere along the Oh, don't worry. He definitely wanted to tell you about it. Oh, he, oh, he most uh, – <laughs> Right, but I mean, I mean, he's tough. I think he's gritty, and uh, his commercials are just phenomenal. This it's is the so- problem, though. You can't be so average to below average and have so many commercials. So many good commercials. What is more annoying, by the way? I, uh, this is pertinent to Buccaneers fan Jeanette. All of Baker Mayfield's commercials, where he lives at the Brown Stadium, or Rob Gronkowski's USAA commercials. Uh- I mean, enough already. Uh, I honestly, I'm gonna go with Rob's USAA commercials. I mean, enough they're, already, and they're pretty bad. Like, they're it, not as funny. The director of the commercials, I feel like it was Rob. Here you go. Here's here's a a pillowcase full of money. Now act as dumb as humanly possible. And like we get the premise by now. There's eight different commercials which are the same thing. Rob Gronkowski, why does he need that particular insurance so bad? Like, what is it about USAA insurance? Where he can't get the hint, you got to be part of the military community. No, yeah. They tell him over and over, and he's unwilling to refuse it. What is it about (laughs) USAA insurance that Rob Gronkowski needs so badly? Pat McAfee asked the question on Twitter over the weekend, and I agree. What is it about USAA insurance? Rob, why can't you get it in your skull that it's for the military community? You're not in the military community. And it's so pathetic when he goes, well, I'm special. Rob. Feel better about yourself, man. You've won multiple championships. You have a lot to offer. You don't need that insurance. Oh, that's so nice of you. I know. Compliment him like that. When maybe he, this is maybe this is what he needs. When he says, write I'm special, but I'm special. Rob, we know you're special, man. Maybe you should write him a letter. Dear Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> you don't need that insurance. Here are the reasons why. A, B, C, D, E. You have a wonderful girlfriend. Yeah. You have a personality. Life is good. You're a bunch of fun. Everybody wants a beer with you. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, I would definitely. 100%. But there's, there's countless insurance companies he could call. Absolutely. But they don't pay him. So I'll give Baker Mayfield that, Stone. So I guess he has the better commercials, but that's it. What what is more annoying? What's more annoying for your football viewing? Watching nonstop Baker Mayfield commercials or nonstop Rob Gronkowski insurance commercials? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What is more annoying? The nonstop Baker Mayfield I live at the Brown Stadium commercials or Rob Gronkowski's insurance commercials? In defense of Baker Mayfield's commercials, they actually make you laugh. They do? I, I They make me laugh. Call me cheesy. Call me a cornball. <laughs> I do not care. Like the Halloween one where he was, when the kids were like, trick or treat, and he dumped the nachos, and then he put the cheese on top of them. That cracked me up. I was probably laughing for a solid two minutes. It's because the world hasn't broken Jeanette. She has a sunshiny disposition, which is why she thinks it's funny. Me, you know me, Jeanette, and, and Friday Night Lights absolutely knows me. He works with me every single day. I'm very cynical. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm very pessimistic, and so that's just not doing it for me from a Do comedic standpoint. Do you yell at the clouds? <laughs> no, I don't. Not yet. I haven't gotten to that point oh, yet. Okay. But again, Rob, you're special. But USAA is for the military community. By the way, if USAA wanted to cut me a check for what I just did over the last five minutes, that would be great too. Because God knows it looks like they have more than enough, more than enough. 
uh, money to be throwing around with their marketing. Real quick before uh, we uh, we get to hour number two, the listening lunch on the way. We've been talking which team has the most NFL playoff pressure. Which team has the most NFL playoff pressure? Coach Clark says, tough year to say, but I'm going to go with Tennessee. They have to prove they can do something in the playoffs. Green Bay is a close second. Toby Srebnik says it's the Packers, hand down. Aiden Pierce, Maher, Green Bay, hands down as the most pressure. That's where the two separate people used hands down, by the way, in their tweets. Eric tweeting, it's the Packers. Uh, you also have Mike Rocks, who says the Rams have the most pressure. They mortgaged everything. J.D. Robinson on Twitter, I'd say the Chiefs have the most pressure. Everyone believes that they have the talent to win multiple Super Bowls, but so far only the one. They need to win another risk being compared to the 90s Atlanta Braves. Legendary talent, only one championship. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Where does the most NFL playoff pressure live now? And... What's more annoying for your football viewing? Baker Mayfield's I Live in the Brown Stadium non-stop incessant commercial loop or Rob Gronkowski constantly <laughs> trying to buy USAA insurance? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Very important topics, and we'll get your reaction when we come back. Season at Javier, I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. So Bruce Arians has been fined, apparently, by the NFL for conduct against one of his players. And uh, we'll get to it in a moment because uh, my phone is freezing and so I can't get the tweet. Adam Schefter uh, tweeted uh, that, that Bruce Arians was fined. Uh, and so Bruce Arians has had one heck of a last like three weeks, hasn't he? Whether it's the the accusations that AB levied against him, force him into the game despite injury. Do you know what? What was the what's the exact fine here for Bruce Arians? Fifty thousand dollars for striking his own safety, Andrew Adams. Yeah. So if you saw the clip of this, it happened. It happened along the sideline against the Eagles uh, over the weekend, and he comes out and he legitimately hits him in the back of the head. Hits him in the back of the head after, uh, I think there were some extracurriculars after a play, and Bruce Arians was upset. Bruce Arians has that old man strength. I would not want to be on the receiving end of a hit from Bruce Arians, even to the helmet. And we were talking about this in the break, Jeanette. By the way, Jeanette Javier, I'm Ken Levicka. Ken Levicka live here on ESPN 106.3. And Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz, former high school football star at South Fork, star Division I quarterback at Southern Illinois. He says, I, I'm good with that. That was cool. You labeled it cool. Yeah, a coach hitting his own player in the NFL. Why did you like that, Stone? Well, I mean, one, I've we've all had coaches like that in the past. I but, haven't. But, but, but Stone's I, like, what did you play? Yeah, yeah. I was a volleyball I've already, player. Yeah. I've heard the I've heard people ask you already. But, <laughs> but no, seriously, like like my argument is, you spend every waking moment with these guys. Like like every coach is your dad. Every teammate is your brother. You know everything about them. You know what they like to eat. What they like to wear what music they listen to. Like, you know how they play and when they're listening and when they're not listening. So, like, he probably made a boneheaded mistake and he was going to let them know. And have we heard Andrew Hawkins' side? Like, how he felt about But I don't think it matters because it cost Bruce Arians how much money? $50,000? $50, $50, $50, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that, is, that does sound like too much money. That's like, too much money. It's one thing to pull a face mask. It's another thing to hit someone upside the it head. Was it's it was a bop. It was a disrespectful. It was a bop. What was it against Stone? Boop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm kind a of on Stoneside. Boop. Oh. <laughs> That's an expensive boop. Yeah. So wait, you're on Stoneside because you used that, that if it was, sound if, effect? Yeah, absolutely. It's because <laughs> my mommy's hit me more than boop. <laughs> yeah. So if my, my mommy, I would have fined my mommy That's way true. more than $50,000. Exactly. And she did it for free. Uh, yeah, multiple times. <laughs> Ken LeVick alive. Jeanette Javier in her Wednesday spot here on ESPN 106.3. So we get into hour number two. We've been talking a lot about pressure in the NFL playoffs. Where does it live? Is it in Tampa? Is it in Kansas City? Is it in Green Bay? Buffalo? Does Cincinnati have any pressure at all? What about L.A. with the Rams and Matt Stafford? And commercials. Because you can't go one commercial break watching the playoffs without Baker Mayfield uh, having some home moment at Mm -hmm. Brown Stadium or Rob Gronkowski trying to buy insurance from USAA. What's the most annoying Commercial star right now in football. Baker Mayfield or Rob Gronkowski? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Mary Lou is in a car. What's up, Mary Lou? Hi, thanks for taking my call. You got it. Can you hear me? I hear you perfect. Okay, perfect. Um, I think Baker Mayfield's commercials are um, a little bit better than Rob's because they are a little bit more clever, yes. especially um, when he's, when he's uh, showing the house sitter around and he's telling about the dumpsters and how there's dogs. <laughs> and the guy goes, there's dogs? I love so it. I think that's- Mary Lou and Jeanette are on the same wavelength because Mary Lou's laughing, cracking up, recalling the commercial like Jeanette said she laughs at the commercials every time they come on. Yeah, every time, and I see it so many times that every time he, he goes, and there's dogs? Like, it makes me laugh. But Rob Gronkowski's commercial is probably a little bit more annoying. Um, but people want USAA insurance because it's very cheap and reasonable for veterans, and it's really good insurance. And I never knew about it, but I could have gotten it because my father-in-law was in World War II. But he never got it, so we could never get it. And I didn't find out about it until, like, after he died. Oh, man. So... I think there's a reason why they have those commercials because I think a lot of veterans' families don't know about it. Yeah, like I never knew that about it. It extends to them, absolutely, absolutely, and appreciate. Yes, the but the co- thing that the oh, thing God. that's most funny about that commercial is when um, he says, "But I'm special," and then the look on the operator's face, like she's like, mm, "I don't think so." Like she kind of makes me laugh. That all right? I'll give you that. I'll give you that, Mary Lou. By the way, and appreciate the call. Marketing is effective towards Mary Lou. So let me tell you about Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Mary Lou, listen closely. Mary Lou, listen closely, okay? Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. It's where you get an automobile. Are there dogs? I hope she laughed at that. It's where you can get your automobile. It is where I got my Kia K5 GT. Mary Lou, let me tell you about this Kia K5 GT and my my buying experience at, at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. They walked in, they handed me a coffee, and they said, hey, Ken, what are you looking for? And it was like being a part of the family. And that can extend to you, Mary Lou. If you go in to Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport, you're going to... Love their selection of Kias. Any make or model of Kia is there. You can get your, your, your car serviced at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. And the folks over there, they make it a pleasant car buying experience. So Mary Lou, though I shopped with Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, and they're my people, it can extend to you. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Check out the selection online, greenwaykiawestpalmbeach.com. And again, military trail half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Now Mary Lou does make a good point about 
the commercials. There's more variety with Baker Mayfield. They've put in the effort to, uh, to, to have some variety with the Baker Mayfield commercials. But Rob Gronkowski, at its core, it's the same script, different settings. No. No. I still think the Baker Mayfield commercials are still are way more funny. Yeah, but there's more variety. That's why. Yes. Rob Gronkowski, it's him sitting down somewhere calling for insurance. Or standing saying, next to somebody. Yeah, but then him saying, uh, but I'm special, and that's the end of it. It's the same commercial every single time. Yeah, exactly. So you're siding with Baker Mayfield. And oh, Here, I'll say this. Uh-oh. And I know they're paying Rob Gronkowski probably handsome sums to do this, but if Rob Gronkowski's continually trying to call USAA to take insurance money that belongs to the military community, how does that look on Rob Gronkowski? I smell a controversy. Oh, wow. The hoops that you would have to jump through that. I'm just saying. I know you're in shape and you're in j- probably jumping Rob, and working out and everything, but Rob, that was a lot of hoops that you Rob, just jumped I'm through. I'm just trying to look out for you, man. It's not a great Don't, look. Matt. He's a little busy right now. Stop okay? calling them. He has other things to focus on. He has to win a couple playoff games. Uh-huh. Maybe go to a Super Bowl. Maybe. So leave the man alone right now, okay? Speaking of, Jeanette. Uh, Jeanette's feeling pressure because this might be very close to the end of the Buccaneers range. She's feeling pressure to see them in the playoffs in person. So we're going to, um, we're going to, to, uh, discuss some potential playoff game options with Jeanette in a, uh, just a couple of minutes here in the second hour of Ken Levick Live. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. Uh, Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3 Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz. Let's get to the listening lunch. The listening lunch is where we play the audio clips that you need to hear. And we discuss them. We do it every day for your lunchtime here on Ken Levick Live. And uh, let's start with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, after the game, the loss to the 49ers on Sunday... He was very anti-official. He was very anti-referee. He believed that despite the fact he decided to take off and run with 14 seconds left and the clock ran down and there was no final play for the Cowboys, that was the official's fault. So much so that after the game, he was asked about fans throwing garbage and debris on the field. We thought maybe at first glance they were targeting Cowboys players, but it turned out it looked like the fans were aiming towards the officials. It was brought up to Dak Prescott, and this was his response. So that is a media member saying, oh, I, we think they were throwing him at the, the officials, and Dak Prescott goes, oh, well, I'll credit to them. Credit them. Credit to the fans for throwing that at the officials. That inherently, for a quarterback, for a leader, for that team, that's a terrible look, right, Jeanette? It's really low. It's not classy. That's not how you react after a pretty bad loss. And a loss that is on <clears throat> you. Yeah, oops. Like Dak Prescott was way more to blame than anything with the officials in that game. The officials didn't screw up the time management. The officials, in fact, were trying to save Dak's backside by rushing in there to get a touch on the ball in order to snap it, in order to spike it with one solitary second on the clock. But because Dak didn't pull up seven yards earlier, because he didn't have awareness of where the clock was, and maybe not even stone awareness of the rule about the ball having to be set by an official, he's going to 
He's going to put that out there. Could you in your wildest dreams at Southern Illinois, last year you guys made a deep playoff run. Could you imagine going after the officials like that as the team leader quarterback? I mean, it's so hard for me to think about when you ask me that because even in college, that is something we practiced. On <laughs> Fridays in walkthrough, it was always at least one or two plays where we would be running hurry up and you would run the ball to a referee. Usually we had a GA out there or somebody standing as the referee, but a receiver would catch the ball and run immediately to the GA, and he was the ref, and he would put it down. So, like, we practiced that on a weekly basis. So, for a dude making millions of dollars, playing for the most important team, I think, in the country, yeah. in, in, a, in the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, how do you not know that? Like, that's the bigger question. Like, how, who, how, you guys never went over that? The thing is, it, yeah, exactly. And it's on him. It's on him. If you're not willing to take that responsibility immediately after the game, and I understand being disappointed. I understand the shock of losing the way that the the Cowboys did. And the Cowboys were let back into that game by some boneheaded stuff from the 49ers. But to take no accountability Mm -hmm. after the game, he's a veteran. This isn't young Dak anymore. This is a veteran. That's so immature. It is immature, petty, lack of ownership, lack of accountability. And after that, it seemed like a bunch of excuses, Mm -hmm. and that is exactly why you lost. Own up to it. And period. Move on. If I jumped on this show and I, in the middle of a rant, just busted out the F word, and then I go, oh, Jeanette was distracting me. That's not acceptable. My name's on this show. Mm -hmm. I'm the host of this show. Jeanette comes in out of the goodness of her heart to co-host with me at least once a week, and I'm going to sit here and say Jeanette was distracting me, and that's why I dropped an F word, and I've been a radio veteran for 15 years now. That's lame. And that would make me look at you as the leader of this, that I look as a mentor. You'd look at me much differently. Not not in a positive light. Yeah, yeah, right, you, right. Lose, you lose a, a level lot of, of respect. respect. There. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so what about this? 17 hours ago, Dak Prescott on Twitter. Okay. That was a mistake on my behalf, and I am sorry. Period. That's it? That's well, it. he went further. He went further, though. There are a couple of tweets here. I'll read the whole thing <laughs> oh. in its entirety. That was the last of three. That was the last of three. So, oh, okay. So here we go. Dak Prescott. I deeply regret the comments I made regarding the officials after the game on Sunday. I was caught up in the emotion of a disappointing loss, and my words were uncalled for and unfair. I hold the NFL officials in the highest regard and have always respected their professionalism in the difficulty of their jobs. The safety of everyone who attends a game or participates on the field of a sporting event is a very serious matter. That was a mistake on my behalf, and I am sorry. Those are the three tweets. Because it's not just him criticizing officials. It was him condoning stuff being thrown at the officials. And that's the level that was absolutely unnecessary. Yeah, there was a truly, line that was crossed. Absolutely. If you truly respect the refs that you say it, you said so, then you would not have you would not allow or antagonize or instigate anything being thrown. I actually you shouldn't throw anything at anybody. Yeah, agreed. Period. Agreed. Point blank. Agreed. If you're Dak, I suppose though it's better late than never acknowledging that. And he doesn't have he didn't have a press conference setting to be able to 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 convey those thoughts so i'm okay with it being on twitter i do think that that's well thought out and i think those words that he tweeted out do mean something and the fact that he addressed him condoning the debris being thrown at the officials and said that was wrong i i think that maybe i can give dak a pass on this one in the moment it was wrong extremely wrong immature makes people think a different way about dak prescott i know it did me i know it did jeanette but the words on Twitter, I'm at least willing to give him a little bit benefit of the doubt now. Yeah, especially with him. Like, he stays out of trouble. 
he does it seems like might have been a slip out of character that mm-hmm. he said, Oh, I guess I'll take I'll guess if you throw things at the refs it's okay. But and that yeah. was a terrible impression of that. That was really Hey, I'm Doug Prescott, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Do 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 I play sports. <laughs> I get millions sports of dollars. Ball throw. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually love your Dak Prescott impression. Forget that. I'm not wiping it out. I hope you use that Dak voice every time we talk about it. I'm just Dak. gonna every time I do an impression of a quarterback, that's exactly what the, I'm gonna your, do. Your quarterback impression is perfect. Uh Ken Levick alive. It is the listening lunch here on ESPN one oh six three. This is the 20-year anniversary of the tuck rule. The snow in Foxborough, Tom Brady tucking the football, but his arm was coming forward, according to the officials, keeping the Patriots season alive, leading to a game-tying field goal and overtime where the Patriots would beat the Raiders in the AFC Divisional Round. The Cinderella story of Tom Brady really began there. Evan Cohen, Tom Brady's biggest fan, even Jeanette, Cannot argue that. No. Tom Brady's biggest fan, Evan Cohen, is 11.55 a.m. show today. One of two here on ESPN 106.3. The other coming at 5.55. Discussed the tuck rule, Brady, the Patriots, and whether or not Brady and the Patriots as we knew them would have existed if not for the tuck rule. Imagine if the tuck game didn't happen, or imagine if the Jets didn't knock out Drew Bledsoe. Maybe Tom Brady and the Patriots in this run over the last 20 years, which obviously is not going currently, but you get the point. Maybe it doesn't exist the way it does. Are we going to be that dumb? Like, I've already heard this today. Are we going to be that dumb that we're going to tell you that a team that won six Super Bowls together and a quarterback that's won seven, that he wouldn't have found his way to success or they wouldn't have found their way to success if not for that specific play, if not for that controversial play with Charles Woodson and with Tom Brady, the college teammates on either sides there at Michigan, that if that doesn't happen, if 20 years ago today that does not happen, well then, you know what? We wouldn't even know Tom Brady's name. They would have been eliminated. They never win a Super Bowl. Do you realize how much they won? Like, do you have any idea how much they won? At some point in sports, we have to sit back and say that, like, yes, things happen for a reason, but if that reason didn't happen, do you not think that there's some level of success? Like, okay, so if Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson were not paired together in Chicago— You don't think Michael would have had some success if Portland took him over Sam Bowie or Houston took him over Akeem Olajuwon? You don't think Michael Jordan would have found a level of success outside of Chicago? Like, really? Really? Stunning. I mean, give me a break. Stunning turn of events. So, yes, that tuck rule helped the Patriots. Uh Yes, Uh Drew Bledsoe, unfortunately, getting hurt and and pushing Tom Brady into a starting lineup Uh helped the Patriots. But at some point, there's a level of of success in life and in sports that surpasses coincidence, that surpasses, oh, wow, they got a great call in that spot. Uh At some point, it's just, you know what, that guy, that gal, that team – That combination is so good, they would have just found another way of getting to that place. Yep. That's the reality behind it. There's Evan. Shocking that he took that stance. The Patriots dynasty would have happened, tuck rule or not. Even that was a little extra to me. (laughs) So here's your point. And now to the counterpoint with our Raiders insider, 
here on Ken Levick Alive. Why is he our Raiders insider? Because he's the only Raiders fan I know. Brian McLevin <laughs> Rowitz joins us now for the counterpoint. He was on the wrong end of the Tuck Rule game all the way back in the year 2001. McLovin, uh, sorry uh, for the 20-year anniversary of this day. When you woke up this morning, what were some of your recollect, uh, recollections of that dark day 20 years ago? It annoys me still to this day. Every time I see it come up on this year and seeing the highlights, to the point where today I wonder, you know, the 30 for 30 trailer comes out about it. I don't even know if I can put myself through that to watch that. Because, like, it goes back, I was 14 at the time, so it's one of those t- things where, like, there's a formula of sports years, and I remember l- literally leaving a birthday party. We, went, we were supposed to go to the movies, and I told my friends, like, no, sorry, like, I'm going home, Raiders Patriots, divisional round, like, having my parents pick me up to go home and watch that game. And it still hurts to this day, and I think part of that is because, well, the Raiders have been sort of a trash franchise those last 20 years as well. So, happy Tuck World Day, everyone. Yeah, yeah, so obviously still bitter about this. Are, <laughs> are you ever going to get over it, and how, how long did it take you initially to be able to function again after that game concluded with a field goal? I don't see myself really ever getting over it unless somehow, some way, I ever see a Super Bowl win in my lifetime. Because the next year they went to the Super Bowl and like got outplayed and then got outcoached, which, whatever. Like The Bucks were the better team in that game. Whereas this one is always that what if. That like, oh, look at how good they were. If they call that correctly, they move on, and maybe that's their best shot to win a Super Bowl. But instead it's always, oh, well, maybe. Like, maybe that was the team that should have been in the Super Bowl. So, no, I don't know if I can ever get over it. Uh, Raiders insider on Ken Levick Alive, Brian Rowitz. Brian McLovin Rowitz here on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette is someone who has adopted Tom Brady and all of Mm -hmm. his accomplishments. How annoying is that for you in light of the 20th anniversary of the Tuck Rule game? 100%. Like, Evan can talk about, like, oh, yeah, he would have eventually gotten there, but they wouldn't have gone to him if Bledsoe doesn't get hurt. And if they don't win a Super Bowl, how do you know they don't go back to Bledsoe in that situation? And, yes, in that situation – Maybe we never find out who Tom Brady is. Maybe Belichick thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He sticks with Bledsoe. He goes somewhere else. So, yes, that is a key part to this dynasty and him never going away and him winning the next 17 Super Bowls. But that is a big part of it. So we can't say, oh, it had nothing to do with it because it did. Like, Belichick didn't say, hey, I'm drafting Tom Brady. He's my starter. He was forced into Tom Brady's starter, and then everything else lined up perfectly. Final question for our Raiders insider, Brian McLevin Rowitz. Was it an incomplete pass or a fumble? It was a fumble. That's why the picture is clear as day of him holding the ball. Like, based on the way everyone interprets it, if you pump fake, you're immune from fumbling the rest of that play. Like, that's what quarterbacks should have been doing, according to the tuck rule. You start the play, you pump fake, and now you can't fumble the rest of the way. Yes, it was a fumble. Okay. And that's on the record. And next week, our Raiders insider, Brian McLevin Rhodes, will join us to discuss what Derek Carr was thinking, throwing into triple coverage on the final play <laughs> of last week's playoff game. Uh, McLovin, uh, again, we're thinking about you on this dark day. Um, please try and find a way to make it through, okay? Thanks, guys. That is Brian McLovin Rhodes, our Raiders insider here on Ken Levick Alive. By the way, also doubles as our wrestling insider yes. as well. We Very are. busy man. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it doesn't take much to become an insider on this show. Ken Levicka live here on ESPN <laughs> 106.3. She's Jeanette Javier. I am Ken Levicka. Ken Levicka live presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. I want to make sure that before we go to break, I'm telling you about EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes. Right now, it's a little bit cool 
It's comfortable. Do not be deceived. Jeanette has lived in Florida her whole life, South Florida for an awful long time in her life. Uh, Friday Night Lights on the Banowitz has lived in South Florida, lived in Florida for pretty much his entire life. I've been down here 15 years, and we all have enough sense to know that this cool weather, in about six seconds, it turns to summer down here. It's going to be hot very quickly, probably within the next week and a half. We're talking 80s. We're talking humid. We're talking gross. And that's why if you're AC, you have any questions, it's problems. So make sure you get the maintenance or replace the whole damn thing. EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes. It's simple to remember. Uh Uh-oh, AC's out. What do I do? Oh, Ken said EDS is yes. EDS air conditioning. EDSairconditioning.com. Get your appointment scheduled. They're working around your schedule. It is very easy for an air conditioning company to hold you hostage. Oh, we'll be there Thursday at three. And then all of a sudden it's Friday at four. Where's the AC company? They're doing their best to work around your schedule at EDS air conditioning. It once sets them apart. They've been doing it since 2000. They're family-owned and operated. They service all of South Florida, and they use the best equipment. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. Don't lose out. Don't put in a spot where you have to go to a hotel because your house, your condo, your apartment's too hot. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. When we return, the pressure's on for Jeanette. We may be... In the final couple of weeks of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being in prime championship position. And Jeanette, longtime Buccaneers fan, wants to see them in person one final time. What path should she ply? We're making travel plans for Jeanette when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levick. Jeanette, we're going to find a way for her to see the Buccaneers again. I'm not paying for anything. Oh, I was going to say. No, we're not paying. No, no, no. no. This isn't a charity here, okay? But we're going to find a way to at least uh, put together uh, an itinerary for Jeanette to see her beloved Buccaneers before the potential championship run of Brady, Bruce, and company comes to an end. Very strikey, very hitty. Uh, very physical Bruce Arians, by the way, who's $50,000 lighter after hitting one of his players uh, over was the weekend. A, what was it, Stone? Boop. That's not... <laughs> it was not a... There's no such thing as a $50,000 boop. It doesn't exist. Now, now it does, Ken. <laughs> now it does, and we're living through it. Oh, my goodness. Bruce Arians is as old and cranky and more and more red-ass as his career goes on. Good God. I didn't know he was so, like... Like angry and old man strength. How do you think a championship team is built? I know, but I didn't By think it was like that. By somebody frolicking through the flowers. I know. No. I didn't. Discipline, hard work, determination. Were <laughs> you a spokesperson? Good lord! Absolutely. Oh my goodness! Thanks, uh, all right. So I I, I want to go back, uh, Jeanette. You posted something on social media. Um, what was it? Saturday? Sunday? Saturday? It was Saturday. Saturday. Because so. it was after the game. Jeanette on Twitter, by the way, is at Jeanette and Juice. Jeanette and Juice on Twitter. Uh, please, you know, don't don't be creepy, okay, when you reach out to her, at Jeanette and Juice. But she she posted the following poll, okay? Do I use my money to see the Bucks in the Super Bowl or the playoffs? I really need to see Brady in the postseason with the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Asking playoffs or Super Bowl to see Brady. Now... This brought about a response, a retort, if you will, yes. from JMP, who tweeted, 
How about they win next week first before we talk Super Bowl there, Jeanette? And he's right. Yes, but... You definitely are ahead of yourself just declaring Super Bowl for the Buccaneers. But the dilemma is, do I spend my money now and risk not seeing them in the Super Bowl, or do I risk not seeing in the postseason before the Super Bowl? Well, I think you got to do this sooner rather than later, okay? Why do you say that? Because you just don't know if they're getting to the Super Bowl. You can't... But how exciting would it be to see your... How much would you pay to see the Bears in a Super Bowl? A lot of money. Exactly. I'm willing to do that this season. I, I just... I don't know if you have the right outlook on this. Because for me, you don't want to leave it to... You know how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl. And I think you're a little bit jaded because it happened last year. You saw it happen in front of your very eyes. And I, I couldn't go because of COVID. I understand that. But now, you're just taking it for granted that because it's Brady... And because they're the defending champions, they're just going to be back. Never mind the fact they don't have the top seed. Now, they didn't have the top seeded last year, but you're probably going to have to go to Lambeau again and win back-to-back seasons. That's extremely hard to do, no matter Aaron Rodgers' playoff failings. Chances are the Buccaneers are going to have to go on the road. So this weekend mm-hmm. is probably your best option. Okay, So this weekend, you've got the Rams mm-hmm. coming in. To Raymond James Stadium. Let's just quickly look. Now, you're from Orlando, so you could easily go to Mommy's house and you can just drive over to Tampa this weekend if there's tickets available to the game. Let's just check real quick. If you could, Stone, if we could just check and see tickets right now on the... on. The... And I ain't sitting no nosebleed. Let's get that clear, okay? Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is potentially the last time you get to see Brady and the Bucks in person, and you're going to be picky about where you sit in the stadium? Absolutely. Jeanette. Jeanette. No, because nosebleed, I'm not going to sit up there with binoculars this whole time. Absolutely not. I'm going to go sit in the lower bowl, enjoy my time, enjoy the presence of Brady and hopefully a very healthy Buccaneers team on the road (laughs) to the Super Bowl. She's Nosebleed? I might as well just go to a bar in Tampa. She, she becomes an on-air personality at ESPN West Palm, and she's going to start making lower bowl demands. Uh, I need her I'm a woman agent. who knows what I want. And I want God. lower bowl season, uh, t- tickets. All right. So, Not season tickets. I can't do that. <laughs> it's a little late. Uh, so let's just go through the ticket prices right now. Now, Stone, are these is this the, the, the uh, free market value, or are the, is this resale value right now? This is t- Ticketmaster. Oh, this is Ticketmaster. All right. So this is, this is the actual sales price of these tickets right now. Uh, Raymond James Stadium, Rams this weekend, NFC Divisional Playoff. What is Jeanette looking at price-wise here? Jeanette, end zone or sideline? And don't forget lower bowl, Stone. Well, well, I'm on level one. What I'm, yard? I'm on the what lower yard? bowl. What yard like? Let's go, let's go 50 if, if that's how let's you're feeling. Let's go 50. Oh, my God. $2,500. <laughs> so where where does that Home put or you? visiting. <laughs> so see the visiting side. <laughs> Let's go visiting to where it's a whopping $2,400. Oh, I can save 100 bucks. $100 difference. What about in the end zone, Stone? End zone, they get a little cheaper in the corners. We're looking at $1,959. Better. Better. $300 savings. All right. Better. Just, just for posterity purposes, let's check what's in the upper deck price-wise. Like because the 200s? Don't, don't talk 300s. The 200s are going to be, like, that's club level. You're not going to club level. I'm sorry, Jeanette. Like, that's not happening. If we're at 200s, we're looking at $3,200. Oh, I guess I'm not going to club. Guess I'm not going to club. What is your budget? A grand. 
Well, you're only a grand off. So you should be just fine. <laughs> only a grand off for those corner seats on the lower bowl. What about the upper deck here, Stone? We go upper deck. That's where you're looking at your $400 range. That's probably the minimum, 400 bucks that I'm looking at. Like upper upper deck or like lower upper deck? I'm talking deck. binoculars. But Raymond James Stadium isn't that tall. It's not tall. It's wide. No, it's a good, it's a, you can, there's good seats. So this is what I'm telling you is you take advantage of this now because what if they lose and you don't get the opportunity and then Brady breaks a leg or retires? But what if they go to the Super Bowl and I'm not there? All right, fine. Stone, if you could, and I'll give you some time. I'll buy you some time here. Let's go ahead and check out the Super Bowl, Super Bowl prices because you're not only paying Super Bowl prices, but you're paying Super Bowl in Los Angeles prices okay and i have somewhere to stay in la okay but that and wisconsin and green bay why do i get the feeling though that like six months condo rent in south florida probably would be the equivalent to you getting a lower bowl seat at sofi stadium for the super bowl i'm a hustler baby i don't even know what that means i know i have no idea what that means i will make it work i like how jeanette's defense about why it's going to be affordable to go to the super bowl in la is i've got a place to stay Jeanette, that's the least of your concerns. Oh. That's the that, that's going to be the least of your concerns. So uh so Stone's looking up right now what a Super Bowl ticket price I mean, is going to be. So you're going to turn down $400 upper level at Raymond James Stadium with what could be Tom Brady's final game in a box uniform. Am I going to be able to see the players though? Oh, is that Fournette back? I don't know. I can't see him. You're coming is, off you're coming off though is very bougie. You're coming off as unnecessarily bougie. Unnecessarily I, bougie? Is that when, such a thing? When, when did you get into a situation where you're going to dictate where you sit in a stadium? I still sit nosebleed upper level. It's a part of being, it's saying you can be there. It's being a part of it. You can still see from the $400 Sounds tickets. like a personal issue for you, Ken. <laughs> Let me live my life. If oh I want to spend God. the money to be in the lower level, then let me do it. Okay, but if your budget's $100, the cheapest ticket... $100, lower, I said. Uh, a thousand. thousand. Sorry. The lower bowl, the cheapest ticket was $1,900. Why are you coming up with the other $900? It's South Florida. You know how many sugar daddies are out there? <laughs> so we're going that route, huh? I mean, I have four days. <laughs> yeah, you better hustle. Like You better really I hustle. I told... What did I just say? I'm a hustler, baby. You got four days of uh, <laughs> putting out a listing and then getting to work after that. Uh, Stone, <laughs> what, are we, uh, what are we looking at here at SoFi Stadium for the Super Bowl? We talking level one, two, or three? No, of course, level one. It's the it, She's not going to sit in the upper I'll, deck. I'll, I'll settle for two. Okay. No, well, that's more expensive than one. Stop doing that. One. That's the club level. We're looking at $15,000 to get nice oh. near the sidelines. That's your car. That's the price of your car, Jeanette. That is the price of my Probably car. Probably more than the price of your Guess car. Guess I got to give my car away then. <laughs> it's the only way it's going to work. That's a good oh idea. Oh, my God. We're looking so- le- club level, level two. I love the bright line. The bright line and I are going to be best <laughs> friends after this. $25,000. You know what I could do with $25,000? Well, one... Go to level two of the Super Bowl. Oh Let's go. Nose, level three. Nosebleeds. You just need five times your budget. $5,000. Look at her considering it. I just looked at her. her I could tell Total consideration. her like mind clicked. <laughs> now, I'm telling you that SoFi Stadium, that stadium, the nosebleeds are going to be way higher. You're going to be watching it off the scoreboard. But it's beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. It's a beautiful stadium. But you're going to spend $5,000 to watch that that big-ass scoreboard. What about an ESPN West Palm GoFundMe? What if we started GoFundMe again? Do not use ESPN West Palm's name in a GoFundMe for Jeanette's personal attendance to a Buccaneers playoff game. Jeanette to the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, we're not <laughs> I'm doing here that. For it, but we're, no. we're, we're absolutely not doing that. I can see they're in a meeting, or I would call some of the higher ups right now and see what the what the uh, the likelihood would be. That I like you, Stone. We I can like just put you. together an ESPN West Palm GoFundMe for Jeanette. That's absolutely not happening. You know what? Actually. Real quick, let's just see if we can interrupt the uh, the meeting real quick. Should we call... Um, I mean, there's pros and cons if I go out to L.A. versus staying here in yeah. Orlando. Yeah. Real quick, real quick. Uh, Stone, if you could turn on the uh, the phone pot here. I'm just going to... Uh, we're going to make a quick call here to our uh, marketing director, uh, Courtney. Here we go. Go ahead. No, no, it's good. It's good. Thank you. Let's just see here if we think that this is going to be a good idea. Uh, if she doesn't answer, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, it took me too long, hold on, Stone, we're gonna, because I want to, I want to be sure that it, no, 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 you keep that, and I guess I will work on the, the, the pros, it's the experience, the content, once in a lifetime opportunity, no, I don't know if that's a great idea, though, I really don't know if, because we're talking about a thousand dollars or so, right? Let's uh, let's see if uh, if Courtney answers again. Our marketing director. Uh, I prefer Courtney. the five thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, she's actually going to come into the studio now. Okay, good. I just want to make sure that uh, that uh, we ha- let let's go ahead and get her stone if we could on mic too. Uh, Courtney, sorry, sorry to and call if you. And we're getting the meeting. higher ups involved. I'm not going to sit in yeah. the three hundred. So level. speaking of the higher ups, uh, here's uh, here's Courtney, our marketing director. And so we've been. Jeanette wants to see Tom Brady in the Buccaneers before potentially Brady leaves. In the Football, and so she wants to see him in the postseason. Yeah, so at Packers fan Courtney, by the way. Uh, I have a number 12, and it is not Tom Brady. It is not Tom Brady. Not the good one. By the way, you're only a Tom Brady fan because he plays for your best team. Oh, I know, and I accept it. Let's move on from it. (laughs) We've already established this. Yes. But but here's the thing. She she has – this is – I keep telling her, this weekend, you've got to take advantage of this weekend while they're in Tampa to see him, if this is it, one final time. And but she's saying I won't sit in the upper deck. She's no. so fancy. She knows me. Courtney know. knows me. I have a bougie lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at And this- Courtney's bougie too, so she would completely understand me. But like Why'd at this point, like, like beggars can't be choosy. Like, can't you just like right. accept the fact that choosers, you get choosers? Yeah, beggars choosers. can't be yeah. choosers. That's fine. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I like choosy. You're my yeah. boss. I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> um, but but the, the the ticket price is the low the cheapest ticket price lower bowl at Raymond James Stadium is nineteen hundred dollars. Her budget is one thousand dollars. So you're okay? telling me you want me to pay for the other nine hundred? Yeah. To you, take it, your butt to see Tom Brady? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, well, it's, it's the Super Bowl champion t- Tampa Bay Buccaneers making their right. second run with the full team that right. they just. From last so season. so here, that is the team I'm looking for. Here's why I need your your you to weigh in on this, Courtney, because of course Stone and his infinite wisdom said, "Oh, Jeanette, why don't we start a a GoFundMe through ESPN West Palm?" Hashtag send Jeanette to, to the, get Jeanette Jeanette to the Super Bowl. Jeanette with a spoon. <laughs> like yeah. why? Like, yes, would it the be the content? A- think of the content. No, and the experience. I've worked very hard. Yeah, marketing director Courtney. I am not Courtney. denying that, but at the same time. Like GoFundMe's, correct me if I'm wrong, are typically meant for, you know, good charitable causes. People, people who need organs. Yeah, like people who have lost their home. Help me, I'm Have poor. had a family tragedy. They need another kidney. Yes, exactly. Not to send your booty to see Tom Brady play oh, in the championship game. How about a GoFundMe <laughs> to get a new car because I'm probably going to have to sell my car <laughs> to go to the Super Bowl in LA. How about that? How can we do that? If I sell my car, can we start a GoFundMe? I also haven't approved you to like be off 
or like this Super Bowl. Oh yeah, you need to take the time off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you gonna do about that? Maybe I just purposely won't allow you, physically allow you. I'm only on on Wednesday. That's a good point. That's a good point. Game Sunday, she'll travel out there Saturday, leave Monday. I have two days to get over (laughs) a hangover. I have it all planned. Jeanette, I don't think it's looking good for Courtney signing off on an ESPN West Palm based GoFundMe to send you to the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. no. It's for my car after I sell it to go to the Super Bowl. We're moving the goalposts here for the GoFundMe. Is your car even worth? A thousand dollars? It's worth eighteen hundred dollars. It's worth about fifteen thousand dollars, yeah. ma'am. Okay. Fifteen thousand dollars gets her to the lower bowl at SoFi Stadium. Four hundred dollars gets her to the upper deck, the ghastly upper deck this weekend Courtney. for the Buccaneers. No, and no, the no. Time that out. should be the pack. Time out. Would you sit at the nosebleed section? A thousand percent. Really? Yes, because I would be like, all right, I'm here. This is cool. This mm-hmm. is awesome. Mm-hmm. I am right. witnessing this. You could put me in the toppest, uh, tippy toppest seat in that stadium, and I would still be grateful and be like, this is awesome. Yep. You can oh. tell who grew up in the Midwest and who grew up in Florida. Because yeah. we have Midwest humbleness in Courtney, Thank you. and we have Florida flash, unnecessary Florida flash over here in Jeanette, who thinks that she's better than the upper deck. But I kind of secretly, now that we're like talking about this, I kind of want to send you just because I want Tom Brady to lose and have you there to witness Ooh, it. Oh boy, that's petty. If that's the angle that I need to take, then you know what? <laughs> then we take the angle. I want you to sit there and like bathe. Like that lady at the at the Cowboys yeah, game where she just sobbing. sat there just yeah. sobbing. Now you that, know what? That, that, I, I want you to go viral and be the sobbing lady at the Buccaneers oh. game when she loses. That's the L- only way I would let you go. Listen to Courtney get sucked into this Think now. about the con and, I, and I'm yeah. loving it. I'm loving it because we, I would be sobbing Buccaneers girls nope. and I would go viral and that would bring so much well, attention to the it, station. It works because that woman was clearly super drunk. I've seen Jeanette. She can get super drunk and I've seen her cry. She can Courtney's cry. the best super of them. drunk. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, All right, well, it looks like maybe there's a further discussion to be had. All I'm saying, Jeanette, is that it's probably in your wallet's best interest, your lifestyle's best interest, to take the $400 seat in the upper deck and see Tom Brady, because what if they lose to the Rams? Then you're screwed. No. And Courtney, she also was like, oh, don't worry, I've got a place to stay in L.A. You know what, tickets are $15,000. That doesn't matter. What if the Packers... You're not getting a ticket at Lambeau. And Wisconsin, I got options. You are not getting a ticket at Lambeau. What if the Packers play the Buccaneers? Where's that game held at? NFC Championship game. Oh, that is in Tampa, too. No, 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 no. The road to L.A. (laughs) goes through Lambeau Field. Why don't you both go to Lambeau? I checked is in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, man, that was so Wisconsin-y. What if we do this together, Courtney? What if the GoFundMe is for both of us? Oh, so we're going to make a wager now? Yes, absolutely. If What's this wager? We start to go fund me for both of us so we can go. Yeah, but I And I, I will still sell my car so it's half the price. <laughs> so we can still take the angle that we're getting Jeanette a car. You know, I will cheap it out on the car. I just need like a car that gives me A to Z. We got the Brightline. I don't need a fancy car. <laughs> no, the Brightline's great. Go Brightline.com and the Brightline app, by the way. All right, fine. You guys have completely taken over. Two o'clock, Jeanette and Courtney here on ESPN 106. <laughs> They're going to do their own football travel show. Uh, thank you, Courtney, and I appreciate it. Uh, you allowed yourself to get sucked into Jeanette's plan now. So now there's going to have to be a further discussion. I thought you were just going to completely wipe it out, but that marketing mind always working. Maybe oh, there's some benefit. The grind never stops, Kenny. Yeah, she thought I was paying for I'm it. I'm a hustler, baby. Okay. On that note, she's Jeanette Javier. Thank you, Courtney. I'm Kevin. On the Vic, I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Spring training, we're hopeful it's on the way. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. I love spring training. I absolutely do. 
It is, especially in West Palm at Ballpark of the Palm Beaches, you've got the open concourse, the 360-degree access, the view. You've got the Nationals. You've got the Astros. Uh, and uh, it's, it's just, Jeanette's been there. It's, it's really, that's what signifies spring, is when you can go to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches and see spring training baseball. Get your single-game tickets now. So many attractive dates available, including the Yankees coming through. The Mets are through six times during spring training, including a rematch of the World Series with the Braves and the Astros. That's ballparkpalmbeaches.com, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Spring training is at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Uh, So Jeanette is, it looks like, not going to go to the game this weekend, the Buccaneers and Rams. She has confidence. I'm go- I'm, I'm probably am. Okay, and I, I bet you you're probably going to the upper deck. Probably not. <laughs> I will make it work. We will win. That's what Tom Brady texted every day to the team before they went we will to the win. Super Bowl. We will win. He's also very rich. That's good for him. He's also significantly rich. Significant him and his wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes to Super Bowls for free. Yeah, he absolutely does. And he plays in them. Uh so what what I uh, all right, so tomorrow what I want is an update from you, Jeanette. On what this weekend plan, this weekend's plan is going to be. Okay. Are you going to do work tonight to try and get yourself a ticket? Absolutely. For Sunday. I wanted a, a serious discussion here with you and Stone about this, my decisions this weekend. Okay. And I think after much research and the decline of my GoFundMe page, <laughs> I will go to the a rapid game. decline. <laughs> I will go to the I will go to the game this weekend. Where I'm sitting is probably going to be the better question. Okay. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, so Jeanette is probably going to go to the game. I think that the the the, the Brightline fine line, if we were going to go, if this was going to be the Brightline fine line, Stone, what odds are you putting that Jeanette sits in the upper deck over the lower deck? And a reminder, with a budget of $1,000, and again, where is she getting $1,000 to spend on a ticket to an NFL playoff game? But I'll let Jeanette do her. Uh, yeah, that, mm-hmm. $1,900 in the corner lower bowl right now for Bucks rams the upper deck was like four hundred dollars. What are the what's the betting line upper deck compared to lower deck for Jeanette here? I'll use your gambling expertise. I would say somewhere along the lines of four to one. You bet a hundred dollars, you win four hundred that she sits anywhere but the upper deck. Okay. You're gonna wish that were so real life, the baby. Upper deck is the heavy favorite. The heavy, heavy favorite here yes. with Jeanette's playoff excursion to Raymond James Stadium. Uh all right, are it, we it's a value bet, Jeanette. There's value in betting that. Okay. All right. Well, tomorrow have an update for us, okay? Absolutely. This is going to be I have phenomenal. some hard-hitting research to do this weekend. <laughs> what does that involve? Tickets to a lower bowl for the game this weekend. So, oh, how Are we allowed to ask how you get the money to do this? If you I work in the lower hard. Bowl? I've worked three jobs, and I've actually have a, I have had a savings account this right. whole season. So what we'll do, we'll get an update on the ticket pursuit for Jeanette and things that she won't be able to pay for after she pays for the tickets Ramen this noodle, weekend. Bye. Ramen noodle hot dogs, mac and cheese and hot dogs. Uh, I love it. She's 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 not good. She's she's too good for the upper deck, but she's good enough for ramen for every meal for two months. <laughs> that is Jeanette Javier, a perfect synopsis of Jeanette Javier. That'll do it for us here on Ken Levick Alive. Jeanette's back tomorrow with her Buccaneers playoff update and whatever other nonsense we have coming. We'll have the bright line, fine line. We'll have the EDS air conditioning, coolest moment of the week, and a ton to do tomorrow. So join us at noon, won't you? For Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, great job of running things here until 2 o'clock. Jeanette Javier, I'm Ken Levicka. 
We'll all talk to you tomorrow at noon. Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.